the Homo Happy Oh, it's so good for you, for real, for fun, for everyone. You're listening to Out Loud Orlando, the Homo Happy Hour, the most unique radio show and podcast heard of its kind. When you ask on Tuesdays at 4 (laughs) p.m. Eastern Time at WPRK, the best in basement radio. You can catch up on our past episodes at www.homohappyhour.com. And I am your host, DJ Crazy JC John. And this is episode 107. 107, please. Yes, we are moving on up with our episode numbers. How are you doing? You here and there is Tom the Elderberry. Hey, lady. Hey, hey, hey. Y'all ready? How you doing? I'm good. I'm hunkered down already. Yeah, I'm all ready, too. If anybody doesn't know, if you're in the listening area, we don't know what the 4 o'clock, it's just right now 4 o'clock, so we don't know what the latest numbers are. The latest update. The latest update. But we possibly have a tropical storm coming our way. If it's on the track that they would say it is right now, uh, um, the GFS model, I think that's the model, it's coming like right through Orlando. Yep, it's coming right through Orlando. Yeah, it's going to be a lot of wind and a lot of rain. Definitely a lot of rain. It's a big storm. It's huge, the amount of rain. That's why they were talking about rain tomorrow, um, rain all day Wednesday, and then raining all day Thursday. All day Thursday and most of Friday. Friday. Yeah. That's okay. It's fine. Right. As long as you got sterno. I just feel for, yes. Yeah, my energy company that we use goes out. So easily, so I'm sure we're gonna lose electricity. I'd have we don't have sterno, I have a camping stove. That works good. Yeah. The propane one? Yes. Perfect. Mine's actually a butane one, but yes. Ooh. Fancy. Yeah. I got it fa- I've got it off Amazon. Of course. That's where everybody gets everything. So it's almost like Ian was just the, uh, the um, if you didn't get affected by Ian, like many have, Ian was just the precursor to this to see, okay, our trees didn't come down, but they already handled that much water. How much more can they handle? They're going to give the bend of Florida the, the chance to get some rain this year. Yeah. Yeah. How funny, just out of nowhere in November, this pops up. I know. The last one was Hurricane Kate in 1985, and most of our listeners were not alive then. Uh, I was going to say, they weren't alive then. (laughs) I remember it. I don't. Yeah, It ended up going to Pensacola, but it was, like, scaring everybody. This one looks crazy. Nicole is just all over the place. The way she's she's going north, but then she cuts in and goes south and then comes up and then turns and go back out. Uh, if you could blow it up like a meteorologist, yeah. you can see the low pressure system that's coming. That's why it's going to zip over us and then beeline back. Because right. it can't beat that low pressure system. Right. And there was another one offshore that kind of put it in that little bubble that it had to kind of wiggle into wiggle its dress. Through. Yeah. This is going to be something I'm excited about. <laughs> I just think it's fun for three days. It's just going to rain. Yeah. Yeah. I do worry about my friends that live off, off of Lake Harney. They still have their road is still underwater from Ian. They had to get an RV that they bought, a trailer kind. But I'm thinking, okay, that sits up. You have your wheels and it sits up even higher. So that's about three steps up from land. You might not want to hang out at your house until it's over with. Right. Right. That's what I would think. 
I would think, I mean, I wouldn't even stay there, even with the RV there, because that much water, and they're literally, Lake Harney is their backyard. Yep. They finally, it took, it took about a two weeks for the water to recede from their house. Yeah, we were talking, they just picked up the last, or they just started picking up the remains of yeah. Ian. Yeah, ours got picked up last week. And I was like, oh, yeah, it's picked up. But then driving here and dri driving around, I've noticed other areas that still has lots of it out. Yeah. And especially in Conway. Yeah. And East Orlando. Yeah. Yeah. Not Southeast Orlando. So locally, locally, we always give our, our shout-outs to our favorite and our not-so-favorite places. <laughs> locally, don't forget that Tuesday nights at Southern Nights is Twisted Tuesdays. And also going on is Club Secrets if you're in the Kissimmee area or go ahead want to head that way. Club Secrets has their nightly... Um, they Secret. have a clothing optional circuit party after the show. And the drag show is done by Twyla Holiday and Locke, which we know as April, April Fresh. Fresh. Well, we know them as Locke, too. But <laughs> right. <laughs> then what else is there going on tonight? I can't remember. It's not a comedy night at Savoy. It's not. That is next week because that's every other week. Um, I know nothing. I know. I don't. I'm trying to think of things that are going on, and I don't really. This know. is the chill time in Orlando where everybody kind of lays low until Thanksgiving. Tonight, if you're gonna go out, tonight would be the night. I saw that on the news that they said if you know if you're gonna be on, on the roads or anything, today and tonight would be the night to do that. Then tomorrow you're not gonna want to be on the roads. Not particularly. Right. I don't mind driving in the rain. It's just I hate everybody else's driving. Exactly. In the rain. It's easier when nobody's on the road. Then you can drive easier. So that's local. That was a really short local. Because it was. Oh, also, April Fresh's Comedy Brunch is coming up. You can find that at Eventbrite. But you can also follow her on um, social media on either Instagram or on Facebook. What? That's coming up the 17th, I believe. Is that at 808 again? Yes, at the 808. Or maybe it's the 13th. I can't remember. I don't think it's that soon, though. And what did you bring away from the last week? So, our two things that we've taken from this last week. My first one is that prep pays off. And I don't mean prep the pill to take, but to take to um, not get HIV. I'm talking about preparation. It pays off because, uh, and because we have a storm coming. And so I still had stuff, you know, from Ian, which I keep, I keep up in a closet anyway. And, and so I get to pull it out of the closet again if we lose power. I have all of it in a Rubbermaid tub. Yeah. The, the, the battery-operated radios, the little quarter-size lights that run. Yeah. So it's just sitting there in the doorway. Just waiting. In case I need it. Yeah. I'm thinking I'm probably going to need it. I really am. The second thing is that life is beautiful even when it rains. That made me think of it because it's so rainy today, but it's still a beautiful day. Yeah. It's been sunny in between the rains, but it's still a beautiful day, and life is beautiful. Um, it was weird when I thought of that. I was just like, no, life is just beautiful. Even though we have today's election day, speaking of uh, local, too, today is election day. So I, I mailed in my vote, and I already checked, and it counted. 
but you can go um, you can go to your precinct and take part in voting and do your duty if you want. Civic duty. Your not civic not, not duty. bad duty. Yeah, civic duty. And it's a lot easier to vote than it is to go to jury duty. So a lot easier. Civic duty. <laughs> yes. So what are your two things? Well, I was lucky enough. I had a friend that I have not seen in 30 years come to town. Oh, yay. And there's some people you meet and there's others you recognize. Right. He's one of the recognized ones. Uh-huh. We just picked right back up to where we were. It was awesome. I took them That's to cool. Pulse and let them see that mm-hmm. because one one of the gentlemen is like my age and the right. other one's younger. Okay. And he really wanted to see it to understand it, which right. I thought was awesome. It does. When you go there, there's just this heaviness to it. And a sense of peace at the same time. Exactly. So they got to see that. And then we took them for cocktails at District Dive. Yay. And then they got to go to Pom Poms and witness the absolute culinary cuisine that is so fabulous. I love Pom. So and then we took them to the seedy side of town. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah, and to barcodes. And they got to meet a lot of my friends. Right. Which was really interesting because they got it was more than just a, this is a bar, hey, this is a cocktail. Right. It was seeing where somebody else lived. Right. So that right. was it was fun. That's we had a blast. Awesome. That is awesome. And then on Saturday, they drove to Cocoa Beach. Mm-hmm. And then this morning, he's like, why is it raining in Homosassa? And I'm like, this is the storm. You drove across the entire peninsula of Florida mm-hmm. in a day. It can pull it. It's only that far. Yeah. Yeah. So he kind of understands the geography of it a little better, which was interesting to see. Mm-hmm. Now, and where then, is he from? Um, originally, we met. He was born in Colorado, but mm-hmm. we met in 1989 in San Francisco. Oh, okay. And the last time we saw each other was 1992 in San Francisco. Oh, cool. He was 21 and just out of the Navy. Oh, fun. Serious. <laughs> but to know each other through like five lifetimes now right. is crazy. And then connect up, and when you connect up, it's just like time never was there. Yep. You just yes. pick right up. That's a good feeling. That's good. What's it was your awesome. thing? The second one, when you go to a doctor, just know you're going to wait. Mm-hmm. Nobody gives you the appointment time unless you go first thing in the morning and it actually sticks. Well, even when you go first thing in the morning, you have to wait for the doctors to come in after they do their rounds, their morning rounds at the hospitals, and then they come to their, their uh, practice. Yeah. So Be patient with doctors. Be patient. Yeah, they're going to get to you. I understand... I mean, not we're not talking like four hours, but we, <laughs> but an hour. Usually, you can it's planned. It's gonna be an hour. If yeah. you're doing anything that's county based, it's gonna be four hours. Oh yes, it really will be. Yeah, but just expect it. There, some people get really nasty too. I'm gonna walk. I'm gonna just. I'm leave. leaving. <laughs> Go ahead. You're gonna get in the back you, of the line next time. And you're gonna get charged. You're going to get charged because you're canceling it within 24 hours. Yeah. So they're going to charge your insurance and charge you a copay or whatever you, the, your responsibility is. Usually it's not covered by insurance. That's on you right. if you didn't show up. Right. Mm-hmm. Within 24 hours. So um, this spurs a conversation. This is one reason I found this one article. I was like, oh, this is really neat. 
But it's sad. Kit Connor, he is on the Netflix show Heartstopper. Right. And he, he plays a bisexual character. To give uh, some backstory, um, he plays bisexual student Nick Nelson on Netflix series Heartstopper. And he was, uh, well, he was support out that, not getting to there. Um, he was being told, um, people wanted him to talk about his public, his sexuality publicly since, um, they're like, hey, come on, speak out about it. They, we want to know what you are. And all of this stuff, he's like, wait a minute. He's like, okay. He did end up coming out. He was forced out. There were accusations that he was queer baiting by refusing to label his sexuality publicly. And so he did end up coming out. And he did it, he says, congrats for forcing an 18-year-old to out himself. I'm like, yes. Exactly. Because of all the crap from it, he left and he got off of Twitter. And then how he came out, he went back on Twitter and said, back for a minute. I'm by. Congrats for forcing an 18-year-old to out himself. I think some of you missed the point of the show. Bye. Exactly. So he said his piece and then he, see ya. I don't think every actor has to be a poster child for... Their sexuality. That exactly right. And he, they have people, um, different people from the show. They also came up, they said like, I truly don't understand how people can watch Heartstopper and then gleefully spend their time speculating about sexualities and judging based on stereotypes. I hope these people are embarrassed. Kit, you're amazing. Someone else is, you know, I love you. I'm sorry this has been so disgustingly rough on you. Been treated so unfairly. Someone else says, you know, the world doesn't deserve you. Kit Connor has also been in Rocket Man, and he was in the BBC series His Dark uh, Materials. He's spoken out about the pressure he's been under to talk about his sexuality publicly since Heart Suffer premiered in April. Right. Because it's a big show. Yeah. And a lot of people are putting that that sort of heaviness onto the actors, but it, it doesn't have to be accepted. And here's the big thing. He's 18. Yeah. He's only 18 years old. Let him figure it out first and let him come to terms with it first. Yeah. He's only 18. And they even said, he said in the cast, we're all young. I'm 18. We have a few people in their early 20s. Even some old, even those older members of the cast, we're still all so young and to start speculating about our sexualities and maybe pressuring us to come out when maybe we're not ready. That's what he told um, on a Rain with Josh Smith podcast earlier this year. He said for him, he feels perfectly confident and comfortable in his sexuality, but he's not big on labels and things like that. So he doesn't feel like he needs to label himself, not publicly especially. And I think that's a good thing. How uh, That's just sad that... It is. You know, that people are, he's he's cutie too. But But it's it's also other gay people are looking for somebody to look up to. Yeah. But you can still look up to him without forcing him to do something that he's not ready to do. Right. You can say, hey, I think he's bisexual, but leave it be. I mean, look, look at like Liberace and all the people that we knew were gay, you know. You know, all the, but they never came out, you know. And it's like, oh, no, we've always known, you know, whenever they do finally come out. But you're not forcing them to. Yeah. You, you can speculate. 
but you don't don't force them to. That's that's horrible. Right. It's a horrible thing. So, whether it be their sexuality, or to be honest with you, whether it be their status, exactly. their HIV but, status. Right. I mean, unless you're going to get nitty gritty, but even then, nowadays with you equals you. Yeah, but legally you have to get nitty gritty. Le- legally, you do have to. Legally, you do have to say it in Florida. Yep. Yeah. Even if it's implied through your social media profile, mm-hmm. you still have to physically say it. Yes. Which yep. is unnerving for a lot of people. It is very because that is the law in Florida. And twenty-two other states. Yeah. And they just passed it in Pennsylvania, which I think is terrible. But oh my gosh, that's like going backward. It is for but someone for, to just pass it. But it's for the case that brought it to bear. Right. There right. was a guy that was intentionally spreading it out there, and they didn't have a law in the books, and now they do. Right. Right. Because of that guy. Sad. So I'm a big wrestling fan. And a Kane, he used to be The Undertaker's younger brother, was the character that he played, and he was always dressed in this red garb. Um. He is now a GOP mayor. Well, he's been destroyed on Twitter on Twitter because on because he called for a ban on drag performances, even though he performed in women's clothes in front of thousands of spectators, including children. So he's being called out for his hypocrisy. Now, his name is Glenn Jacobs, Mayor Glenn Jacobs, when he's not performing in flashy outfits. He was he just uh, won re-election as the mayor of Knox County, Tennessee, where Knoxville is, in August, and he performed on multiple occasions with other wrestlers who dress as women in front of thousands of children. Now he says he'll ban family-friendly f- drag shows everywhere and anywhere on Knox County property, though he has no power to do so. Currently, says the mayor, no law on the books gives me authority. The empty pro wrestling style boast was another attack on the LGBTQ community inspired by the current Republican obsession with quashing LGBTQ rights, particularly when it comes to gender nonconformity. Right. So Twitter, Twitter, Twitter was quick to react. Like this one says, you main invented a show that had an evening gown match between two dudes. They were literally thousands of kids in the audience. What that means is an evening gown match means that they've got to get out and they wrestle in evening gowns. And Kane had wore a big, big blonde wig when he did his with this evening gown and stockings. Someone else says, so no children will be allowed at WWE events, question mark. And they have a picture of Kane, and he's dressed as a woman. He's got a wig on. He's got a tiara on and everything. I really am loving the lace-up forearm things. Yes. Those are are Madonna 84. Very, very much Madonna 84. Uh, The next one, though, takes it. Yeah, someone said, did Glenn Kane Jacobs have this same energy when Vince McMahon asked male wrestlers to dress and drag in front of children? Did he have it for Goldust? Goldust was a, he came off as a very gay character, but he just pulled out gold everywhere. (laughs) And he actually was Dusty Rhodes' son, Dustin Rhodes. Um, He says, I'll hang up and listen. These people, 
And this, uh, someone else even pointed out the fact you were literally in a wrestling storyline where you raped a woman, got her pregnant, and then a man kicked a doll representing the stillborn baby across the, your arena. Mm. Where, and other people keep bringing that up, the storyline where you raped a person. And now someone says, when I was a kid, Kane was my favorite WWE wrestler, and I loved how dangerous he was. Every time he tweets, he makes it more and more clear that real danger is the man behind the Kane character. Yeah. So, yeah. This, I, I... A lot of... I don't know why it happens, but a lot of wrestlers, uh, meaning professional wrestlers, WWE wrestlers, and different other uh, federations, they get into politics. Oh, yes. A lot of them do. Uh, Jesse Ventura became... Je he, yes. Was it Hema's mayor? And didn't he become a senator, I believe? Uh, he tried. I don't think he... I don't think he, he won. I think Al Franken did, and then Al yeah. Franken resigned. Yeah. But, yeah. Just sort of crazy. Yeah. All those steroids. Yeah. <laughs> and the little berries. Yeah. And the little berries. Yeah. All the steroids and the little, little berries. Um, but then we have the upbeat, which is Sam Williams coming out. Really? Yes. Tell me Sam about Williams it. is the grandson of Hank Williams. Yes. And the son of Hank, Hank Williams, Williams Jr. Jr. So his new song is called Tilted Crown. Mm. I know. So he, he has even a coming out son. A song. He has a coming out song, and he actually kisses his boyfriend in the video. Oh, yay. And he said he felt like he was promoting invisibility. I wasn't being visible and wasn't being myself. I thought it was the perfect opportunity to show who I am. Hmm. We've been talking about how more gay people are coming out right. in country. Right. I identify as gay. I've never said that to anybody else. I mean, people will label me now. And people know my personal life, but this is the first time I've been able to be public about it. Good for him. I can't imagine having my dad be Hank Williams Jr. I know. What a lot of pressure. What a lot of pressure. And then you get into country music. Is it country music? He's it in? is. Country music yourself. Um, you know, it just comes to show, you know, just like the Osbournes, T.J. Osborne. It, that's just great. More and more. It's showing... The rural kids, yes, that they have options. That there's gays there too. That we're everywhere. There's also good news that the Miss Universe pageant has been bought for twenty million dollars. And guess who did it was? It was a transgendered business tycoon. She is a trans activist and business tycoon, and she bought the long-running Miss Universe organization in a landmark deal from Donald J. Trump for $20 million. It was wow. previously owned by IMG Worldwide LLC, who bought it from Donald Trump in 2015. That's who I should say. She bought it from them who bought it from Trump. Right. So in a press release, the public figure described the move as a strong strategic addition to her business portfolio, of course. Her name is, okay, this is going to be where we get it messed up. Her name is Anne. I love that she has, a, we'll just call her Anne. But her name is Anne Jakafong. Oh, we tried this before. Jakrutatip. Jakrutatip. 
Yes, we got it right. Yeah. I know it. Yes, and and call us. And call we us if we right. messed up your name. We'll apologize. <laughs> yes, we'll issue an apology. <laughs> so she made a name for herself on an array of reality television shows, including tie iterations of Project Runway and Shark Tank franchises. So this is perfect for her. Yeah. Yeah, she's a very successful businesswoman. She's also been an outspoken advocate for the trans community, and she even created a nonprofit organization called Life Inspired for Transsexual Foundation. Oh, Jack, we're tip for the win. All right, yes. All right for you. That's the so, first time in his history that it's been owned by a trans person, right? Yeah, it is. Um, and here we go, like you mentioned earlier, Miss America is trying to keep trans people out of the competition. And here it's being uh, Miss Universe owned by trans. She said, um, she told the news outlet, it's a universal platform. I can become the aspiration for so many people, in particularly women, LGBTQ, so they can transform. And the Miss Universe organization CEO, Amy Emmerich, and President Paula Schugert also expressed their excitement for the partnership in a joint statement. So that's awesome. Yeah, considering that a year ago, Miss Spain made the first Miss uh, was the first trans contestant in it. Yes. So I'm seeing a beauty contest where a trans person can actually win it. And in 2019, Myanmar's Suiz and Height, she was the first openly gay contestant to compete in it. So, yay. uh, Yay for coming along, Miss Universe. I. 40 love. I'm going to just, uh, now, I, now I will watch it. I've watched it before, but only, you know, like, oh, there's nothing else I'll watch, so let me watch this. But now I'm like, oh, yay, I'll watch this. Yeah, but I was really bummed that the appeals court that said the U.S. could, uh, to, could discriminate against trans, trans women. women. Yeah. Yeah. It makes you wonder. I mean, we never know. I don't even know if it, there is a thing as a Mr. America. I know there's a Mr. Gay America. You know, we have a Mr. Gay like we have Miss Gay in our in our. Um, I don't community. think there's a Mr. America. I, I think there's a bodybuilding thing that's like Mr. Yeah, America. I think so. I think that's what it is. Also, in a first, two gay men contest the same congressional seat in U.S. elections in our elections. It is history in the making. For the first time, two openly gay candidates are competing for election to the U.S. congressional seat in New York's 3rd Congressional District. Wow. A Republican and a Democrat both gay? Democrat Robert Zimmerman, a a 68-year-old marketing executive, will face off against George Santos, a 34-year-old Republican financier. Zimmerman has a slight advantage in the toss-up race, according to nonpartisan election forecaster, the Cook Report, and Democrat incumbent Thomas Zosa stands down. That's why he's in there. Now, if he wins, if Santos wins, he will be the first openly gay Republican to gain a seat in Congress. Wow. Two Republicans have been re-elected after either coming out or being outed as gay while in office. Yeah, Mark Foley. Yeah, speaking of being outed. Yeah, two Republicans have been either. So Republicans um, expect to get a gain in it. Now, they both do have political differences. They said that when it comes to both candidates, being gay, 
that's where the similarity ends. Zimmerman says his opponent has stood with the most extremist elements of the Republican Party and would not protect LGBTQ rights if elected. He pointed out Santos, he was attending Donald Trump's January 6th rally. He didn't go to the Capitol. He didn't proceed to the Capitol. But, and he also, his 2020 pledged to vote for a national abortion ban. So. And Santos is a first generation American whose parents immigrated from Brazil. And he's all down. He has support for our Don't Say Gay law. He, He supports Florida's Don't Say Gay law and wants to bring it there to New York. Yes. Yes. But that's the game plan nationwide. Mm-hmm. Yes. Now, Santos said that his candidacy was evidence that the Republican Party welcomes the LGBTQ plus period. He says that the reality is the Republican Party is a big tent party just like the Democrats claim to be. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. He says this isn't a heavily urban district with a traditional LGBTQ core like you'd find in San Francisco, Los Angeles, or Manhattan. Okay. Well, good for you. <laughs> I Like I said, I don't care who you vote for. Just, you know, if you get out and vote, you know, if you have the opportunity, that's the best way we can make our voices be heard as, as an individual. Yes. Exactly. Now, even to lighten the mood even more, guess what? There's a sunglass brand, Pit Vipers. I didn't realize that. The Proud Boys, we've talked about them. The the Proud Boys, they happen to be noted to be wearing Pit Vipers sunglasses a lot. At their harassment events. At their harassment events, like whenever they went to the drag queen protest that they did. That they were wearing that. Well, Pit Vipers now trolled the Proud Boys on Twitter. <laughs> they are calling the tr- uh, sunglasses brand Fit Vi- Pit Vipers has called out far-right Proud Boys for wearing its product. So they're donating to an anti-racism charity to combat the group's message. Checkmate. They, they came out and said, reminder, if you spread hate while wearing Pit Vipers, we will use your money to combat your efforts. That is so awesome. It is. Yeah. Yeah. I do have to say, I mean, I don't know if it was Proud Boys or who it was, but I do have to say that it's really neat that um, that nobody showed up at the center here in Orlando. Um, not like they were saying. There was a, a quasi-religious group that was across the street. Right. In addition. Deal. Right. Big deal. They they just were trying to ride on the coattails, right? But there was but the Proud Boys or whoever it was that would, that showed up the hate group that mentioned that I can't remember who it was that they did not show up there. But according to LGBTQ Nation, sixteen members of Proud Boys came to um, an event and were shouting "groomers" of the attendees. That was in that, North Carolina. That was the one in North Carolina. Yeah. Yeah, the brand hit out and they protested a drag brunch event in North Carolina, which was fundraising for a local LGBTQ center, and they criticized them for spreading hate while wearing their sunglasses. It, it's just intimidation tactics. Yes, and then they say pit vipers give a f. <laughs> 
hashtag that. That's just great. They did show pictures of them wearing, you know, at the event, wearing their pit viper sunglasses. So that's why they came up. And then they have donations, and they they have on their vis- visit pit or whatever it is. I can't read it. VIP shades of pit viper shades. So yeah, that's just wonderful. And if you have these values, why do you have to cover yourself up from head to toe so no one can see who you are? Exactly. Very, why? Very Clinesque. And it I is. don't mean Clinique. Yeah. Yeah. Very much so. Very much so. That's just my opinion. Yeah. So, speaking of which. My opinion? No, speaking of. of, of opinion. Of, of different groups that make a big deal out of drag shows. St. George for residents, they voice concerns over a drag show held in a public park. This is in St. George, Utah. And if this sounds familiar, it is on um, uh, We're Here, which is a Netflix show where three drag queens, Bob the Drag Queen, Shangela, and um, Eureka they go out, Eureka O'Hara, go out to different communities and they get people to dress and drag that are in the community. They wong through them. Yeah, they too wong through them. And then they get them up and have them do a show. But dozens of St. George residents came to make their voices heard at a city council meeting last Thursday night over the subject of a drag show that happened in May. Somebody said, to go to a drag show to fill community, I cried. It felt so nice to feel like I belong somewhere. I want you guys to support us in belonging. I want to be here, and I want to be queer, and I want to belong and be safe and loved. So they filmed an episode in St. George where it ended in a drag show at their town square. Now, one concerned citizen said, HBO, a for-profit company, used a children's park to film their event. Not only that, but the 45-day ban period, or the 45-day period for a permit was waived for them by the city. Which is true. So St. George is paying the outgoing city manager, Adam Lenhard, according to a confidential settlement agreement, because he approved the permits for HBO to film, and he had to resign over that controversy. Many, many citizens expressed disapproval of the city manager's decision to allow the drag show. While the drag community wants its right to freedom of expression, parents also want their right to choose how and when they discuss it all, uh, behaviors and sexuality with their children, said another concerned citizen. But that's not the only things that spoke out. There were also people that spoke out that came to out to defend the drag community. Someone said, we are leaders and artists in this community. Drag is performance art. My spouse doesn't spend three hours putting on makeup and put on elaborate costumes and uncomfortable costumes to indoctrinate our children. Those who attended the drag show said it happened at 9 p.m., but even so, there was nothing at the show that was inappropriate for children. Oh, St. George. It's Utah. Yeah. That's what I have to say. It's Utah. And I would think that HBO putting it going there knew that there was going to be controversy. And it also helps give free advertising to We're Here. And I'm sorry. We're Here. I said it. I have to make a correction. I said We're Here was on Netflix. It's not. It's on HBO. Right. Yeah. But having lived in Utah, it's oppressive. You have? Oh, God. I lived in Salt Lake City. Oh. Yeah, it is. Because it's the entire town and most of the state is built around one religion. 
Mm-hmm. And if you don't follow that particular religion, 90% of the people are not going to be with you. Right. I have nothing to do with you there. As far as they're concerned, you're excommunicated. Yeah, it's kind of like the Scientology thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Where your family has to just completely dis- disown you, which is horrible. Yep. One of the reasons I could not stay there. It was odd. So, on Drag Race, we haven't talked about Drag Race in a second. Is that still on? Um, yeah. Well, Evie Oddly has come out, and she start, She talked about her time on All Star 7. She has described it as gruesome from the start. She does not like how the show's final edits lobotomized her by cutting out her struggles. Because... A lot of the stuff that she was able to do, backflips and stuff like that. She has a motor skills disability. Yes. Yes. And a lot of the stuff that she was able to do is called, it's called Ehlers-Danlos Syndrome, EDS. And a lot of the stuff she was able to do on her, Previous. On her season 11, I think it was, um, a lot of stuff she was able to do there, she wasn't able to do on now. All-Star 7 and now um, because it has, it's progressed. Um, she also explained her experience pretty gruesome from the start but very little of that made it through the final cut by editing out her struggle she felt like the show had lobotomized her and made her out to be a goofy big beep mascot (laughs) bravely laughing through her journey with the EDS going back I learned a lot about myself as I was forced to question whether or not I fit into this specific world even as a winner but instead of showing any of that struggle or any real reason for me to be there you know they just made her look like she had you know the joke that she has a big appendage and and that she's just happy to be there along for the ride, that she wasn't really for anything. She said that I truly wish you could have seen a quarter of the surreal journey we experienced together instead of all the strategy BS. But I guess that's just what I get for participating in a season of a global reality television franchise. In the end, I'm happy you all enjoyed our hard work and harder play. Yeah. And she was just recently here for Pride. She was. Yeah, she was just recently here. That's just nice. And oh my gosh. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> it's just trickling down. <laughs> but speaking of HBO, HBO Max's upcoming Green Lantern series is taking away Alan Scott, who was the gay Green Lantern. Oh no. I think that's so sad. So it happened back in 2020. The Arrowverse creator, Greg Bartolini, created. Um, announced a highly anticipated show during the HBO Max Warner Day Media Show in 2019. The Riverdale producer said they would be it would be unlike anything ever seen on television. The following year, um, said that the 10 episode series would take place over a span of several decades and follow the adventures of an array of Green Lanterns, including Guy Gardner and Alan Scott. Then, April 2021, Variety announced that. Um, America Horror Story star Finn Whitrock that he secured the role of Gardner and he later confirmed that. The following month reports reveal that British actor Jeremy Irvine joined the series as Scott. And then however despite despite numerous rumors, development updates, it now looks like the series is headed down a different path. They're going down a path that they're going to use Jon Stewart Instead of Scott or Gardner. DC needs to get it together. 
Yeah. Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. Um, they, it basically, there was a big creative haul over the series because it came weeks after, a few weeks after the head of the DC Extended Universe, Walter Hamada, left the company. And that made a big haul over. Oh, yeah. The news outlet also revealed that because of the regime changes at Warner Brothers Discovery, Warner Brothers Television, and DC Comics, the show's writer and show fr- showrunner, Seth Graham Smith, exited the project. Uh, prior to his departure, the creative... Um, the industry creative reported completed eight out of the ten scripts for the series. So basically, they were going to be out of there. But here's to hoping that Scott will appear in the revamped Green Lantern series in some capacity. So they could use it in some capacity. Maybe a little just coming on there. Just a teaser. Yeah. You do know what it's time for, though. We've gone 43 minutes into the show. And we haven't had our moment of... Your ancient history. Ancient. Ancient edition. Ancient edition. And this episode of Your Gay History. It turns out that Romus had a whole lot of names for sexual roles, and one's really taking off. These days, we'd call somebody on the receiving side of gay sex a bottom. But ancient Rome had a whole lot of words for that role, and as social media users, users recently discovered. A viral tweet included a screenshot of Wikipedia's Homosexuality in Ancient Rome article, specifically Amy Reichland's research into sexual roles of Roman men. Because it's very widely, you know, we've talked about it in other segments of Your Gay History. That it was, that it's all on hieroglyphics and it's all in Rome and all of the, you know, Not hieroglyphics, that's Egyptian. I know, that's Egyptian. But it's all in their, um, and all of their history that was that it's, it is it's on their vases and their yeah, sculptures and their, their sculptures. reliefs and frescoes yeah their sculptures so reichlin wrote here are some of the other names by which romans call a sexually penetrated male patheus exolitus concubinus spinatria pure which also those means boy pulis which means chick pusio Delicatus, Mals, which means soft, Tener, which means dainty, Debilis, which, which means weak, Effeminatus, Discanitus, which means loose-belted, and Morbusus, which means sick. On Twitter, people latch onto the term Morbusus. Different people write different things like, I think we should stop calling them Morbs instead of Twinks. <laughs> <laughs> instead of Twinks, they're Morbs. That would be great. So it's like Morbentine? Yeah, someone else says, it's Morbentine takes on a new meaning. See, cited in a meme about the movie Morbius. Oh, Lord. And then in, in, subreddit, in the gay subreddit, one self-identified classicist confirmed that those terms were slurls. They were slurs rather than, rather than identifiers. Another commenter wrote, well, I vaguely remember learning Latin basics in high school, and now with my post, these... My Latin knowledge is 50% gay slurs. Yeah, seriously. And then I love what the third one says. I don't know. I'm kind of vibing with pure delicatus. It was interesting, though, that there is no word for homosexuality in ancient Rome. Exactly. It has no that, corresponding word. That There is no word. And they didn't distinguish between same-sex and opposite-sex relations. Right. Right. 
that's really neat, I think. Yeah. Because it shows, it, well, it, it, it insinuates that it was a time that it wasn't a big deal. I know. It was just the way it was. They didn't have to label, you know, like so many, you know, people like we were just talking about, you know, with Kit Carson earlier. Absolutely. Yeah, it's like we were just talking about with Kit Carson a little earlier. Well, I don't think the Romans actually really outed each other then. It was just sort of... No, but what he said about he doesn't feel about he should have labels. He's very comfortable with his own sexuality. But it feels like it may have been that way in Rome, that everybody was comfortable with their own sexuality, that they did not need to label it, so they didn't need a word for homosexuality. Yeah, it was just sort of the... The, a rite of passage, it seems. It was just it. It is. It is. Do you have anything you want to talk about? I do. Let's talk about it. I want to talk about being in a bathroom in Vegas. Okay. You instantly think Katy Perry waking up in Vegas. Mm-hmm. That's not the case. I think of leaving Las Vegas. That was a good movie. Or Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas. That was another good that movie. That was even a better movie. <laughs> This woman went to the bathroom in Vegas. 24-year-old cis woman was driving with her boyfriend, and they stopped at the Rampart Casino after being out all day. Mm-hmm. So she dashes in to go to the bathroom, and she gave him some money to gamble while she's in the bathroom. And she's in the bathroom, and she hears somebody just getting super aggressive and louder, and then they're in the bathroom. And they're yelling at her that she's trans and she needs to sort yourself out at home. Mm-hmm. How would you handle that? Um, if I had long hair and I was, and someone thought I was a, well, you know, a, a woman or, a, or no, if somebody just thought that I was a, a trans male exactly. and I was in the bathroom, I would be like, um, no. I'm where I need to be. And especially if you're in a stall, because she was in a stall. She was, and she was smart enough to open her phone and start recording it, not getting faces. Mm-hmm. But she said, I've never had this issue, but since cutting my hair, I take my phone out and I start recording. And the first thing, I don't want her saying I did something in the bathroom and accusing me of something. Right. And so now the security guards are gathered outside and the boyfriend's like, mm, she hasn't come out yet. Yeah. Just insanity. And to think that there are people out there that would think that, and they would even get physical about it. I mean, but going on a rant, it's a boy, it's a boy, it's a yeah. boy, it's a child. Even if it's a boy or a child, they just had to pee. Yeah, that's all they had to do was pee. That's right. I think that's crazy. I, like I told you before, I mean, I know people that, I know straight people who come off extremely effeminate. They are very effeminate. Even people that I, whenever we were growing up, they all thought he was gay. But the guy's straight as an arrow. He just happens to be effeminate. Yeah. But I, I, I don't understand this, not this need to aggressively get up in people's mugs mm-hmm. about using the bathroom. Mm-hmm. I mean, for me, if anybody wants to come and use a urinal next to me, feel free. I don't care what you are. Right. I can't believe that somebody would, you know, oh, it's she's trans. 
It's a man. It's a boy. It's a boy. It's a boy. How long would they have had to see her? Like maybe two minutes max while How she walked. How embarrassing for while her. she walked through the casino to go into the bathroom. How embarrassing for her. She's probably like, okay, I did not do my hair today. <laughs> or, well, they've been driving around for a couple of hours. She probably looked windblown. The article didn't have a picture of her, did it? Um, it did. Oh, it did. It did. Because she doesn't look like. I don't know. I wouldn't have thought she was trans. That's when she cut her hair. I still wouldn't have thought she was trans. I thought I would. And that's what she looked like before. Oh my gosh. It it just seems ridiculous. That's sad. It seems people are just pressing up to the boundary of polite society. Yeah. Yeah. Bring politeness back. That's what we need to do. Bring a lot of politeness back. That's not funny. Something else that's funny though. Tiger King, Joe Exotic, says he's living in the bottom of hell in the Georgia Federal <laughs> Prison. <laughs> oh, poor, poor Tiger King. He didn't mince his words when describing what his, 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 his prison experience is like. He's living in bottom of hell as he's incarcerated in federal prison in Atlanta. The pose is accompanied by a photo of Exotic, whose real name is Joe Maldonado, Maldonado Passage, that we've talked about it, and it's him kissing a tiger. He says, I have officially landed at the bottom of hell at the hell. federal prison in Atlanta, Georgia. The reality star turned inmate wrote. Senator Ossoff, Warnock, and Walker are all lying to you, black vultures, vluters of Georgia, because the animals at the Atlanta Zoo are living better than your loved ones here, I promise. Sister, you ain't ever been in jail before. He's such a drama queen. This is the same guy that was running the little burner phone to sell drugs in jail? Yeah. And allegedly was going to kill Carol Baskin? Yeah. And had two boyfriends that were methed out of their trees. Yeah. And one of them died. Mm-hmm. And then he wanted to mail another, wanted to marry another inmate. Yes. And spend seventy thousand dollars on the tuxedos. Yes. This guy is a girl. Total she don't mess. know. Total she don't know. Mess. I feel bad for him. I mean, his brain, the way it is, the way it must work. I mean, he's just full of drama. Mm-hmm. She's got a lot of. Issues going on there. He's I mean, I don't know exactly which one queen. to point. I know. It kind of, after a while, I feel bad for him. It's funny. It's hilarious. Well, he probably needs mental help. Yeah. Because if he was on substance abuse, to be locked up in jail now without any good meds to not moderate that would make you flip. Right. Right. You know something else? That's, uh, I, I call it ridiculously funny. If you have Roku TV, it would be so you would probably get a good laugh. Or if you like if you like humor, the satire humor, the show Weird, the Al and Yankovic story. I heard great things about it. It is ridiculously funny. I laugh so hard. It has many cameos in it, and I say cameos with air quotes because, of course, the people that are cameoed in it are dead and can't be in it. Right. But, for instance, um, um, Conan O'Brien. Conan O'Brien, he plays, he does the um, cameo as, um, oh gosh, how can I forget his name now? Um, the Campbell Soup. 
Yeah, the painter. Andy Warhol. Andy Warhol, yes. Got it. He was Andy Warhol. Um, Divine was in it. Yeah, so many. It's so hilarious. Madonna. I heard an interview with with Al Yankovic talking about this yes. and how he took the liberties, but I have to watch it. It starts out saying, everything you're about to see is 100% accurate. <laughs> And not one bit of it was accurate. It's no, hilarious. It was sort of his whole little play it on goes it. Through, right. And he even goes back to when he was a kid. And he depicts his parents, which they were supportive of him. But he's sort of like, it's total opposite. They're not supportive of him. Nobody likes them. Everybody's going against him. He writes um, Eat It. But he wrote Eat It. That was his first original song that he wrote. That wasn't a parody. <laughs> And so Michael funny. Jackson parodied him with Beat It. it the movie's just hilarious. It's it's such great... Light-hearted entertainment. Light-hearted entertainment, yeah. And it's something, especially these days, with you know it being election day. After today, people would, should be watching something like that. To would you have any other little. recommendations for the fall? Well, I'm not going to get into that because... Well, we can't. I just missed it. Do you have it up? I do. The first one with that I think we should put on our watch list is Strange World. Strange World, that lecture looks really good. It's a Disney movie that it's a sci-fi family adventure and it's going to feature queer actor Jacoby Young White as the voice of a gay 16-year-old boy pining for his school crush. Ooh, to be 16 years old again and have my school crush. I used to crush on teachers. And he's in a movie with my husband, Jake Gyllenhaal. Yes. Oh. And Lucy Liu and Dennis Quaid and Gabrielle Union's going to be in there. And then the next one is Tar, which has already won rave reviews in yes, Europe. with Kate Blanchett to play a complicated lesbian in a film that no doubt will be an award season hit. It's filming more than a, just a, it's filming, ugh. In more than a decade from Todd Field, who directs Blanchett as Lydia Tarr, a world-acclaimed composer beginning a guest class at Juilliard while dealing with a midlife crisis. And then we have The Inspection coming. There's also The Whale, Brendan Fraser. That, he's, he's got a lot of really good reviews for The Whale. And he gains so much weight for that. It's a story of a 600-pound reclusive gay English teacher trying to reconnect with his daughter. Yeah, that's gotten really good. And then we have spoiler alert. Yes. And then we have a Whitney biopic called I Want to Dance with Somebody. Yes. But I can't because I'm dead. <laughs> and then the big one that's coming next week is Wakanda Forever. Oh, that's actually yes. Friday. November 11th, Friday, yes. Wakanda Forever and then Glass Onion, Knives Out, which the, the original Knives Out was hysterical. So this will be interesting. And then Wendell and Wild um, is coming out, and that's that would be on Netflix, and that looks hilarious. I love the that's animation. That's Kegel, Mike, and Keen, and uh, Jordan Peele back together again. I love the animation. And then there's Mama's Boy, which is Dustin Lance Black's diving into his Mormon mom, mm -hmm. which will be very interesting. And then My Policeman's out now with Harry Styles. Yes. And then there's going to be Megan, and although Megan isn't necessarily a lesbian, gay, transgender, bisexual, or questioning movie, it's going to have that Blumhouse horror movie feel but to it. Right. And that's the thing to look forward to. We'll probably end up talking about them, too. 
As for now, this has been another edition of Out Loud Orlando, the homo happy hour. Remember to fight the good fight, always swing first. We are one human family. Somewhat dysfunctional, but still one human family. I am your host, DJ Crazy JC John. Life is way too serious to be taken seriously. seriously. I love you. I love you. And we will see you next Tuesday. Get out the vote. Vote, 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 vote. I don't care who you vote for. Just get out and vote. Vote if you want, if you want. Just get out and vote. Exercise your civic duties. duties. Free your mind. He said duties. And the rest will follow. He said duties. (laughs) I did say duties. Oh, there's a handful.